Welcome to the North Main Podcast, a production of North Main Street Church of God in Butler, Pennsylvania. This podcast brings you North Main's messages every week. We strive to know God intimately, grow in Christ continually, and go for Him daily. I invite you to listen in today as we explore the Bible and learn about its unchanging truths for living life God's way. Let's listen in to this week's message. So this is a, a fifth Sunday, um, and on fifth Sundays, we have um, a children's moment. So at this moment, I'd like to invite Emily Hooks, our children's director, up to, to lead us. Thank you. Um, I would like to invite any first through sixth grader um, that is out there this morning to come and hang out on the steps with me. Come on up. <laughs> yep, you can sit anywhere on the steps. Good. Come on up, come on up. Awesome, awesome. Okay, like BJ said, um, this is a fifth Sunday, so we invite our um, Jumpstart kiddos um, at North Main to join us for what we call family worship. So we're going to take this time and do a little children's moment that also connects uh, with the main uh, sermon. How are you guys this morning? Good? Everybody's good? Okay, so what I want to talk to you guys about today um, is the scripture that we'll be looking at in the sermon. It comes from Matthew um, 24, 1 through 14. So if you guys have your Bibles out there you got to jump start on where to go. Um, so in the scripture we'll be looking at today, Jesus is speaking to his disciples. So we're talking about Jesus's words uh, this morning. And he warns them about what's going to happen in the future. He warns them of what sounds like a lot of bad things are going to happen. Um, he says there will be death and destruction. There will be people that lie and say that they are the Messiah. Um, there will be wars and famines and earthquakes. There will be a lot of hate and sin. That doesn't sound very good, does it? No. But that's not all that there is going to be because in verse 13, um, things take a turn. And it says, but the ones who remain strong in the faith or endure to the end will be saved. The good news of the kingdom, God's kingdom, will be preached to the whole world. It will become a witness to all the nations. That sounds pretty good, right? Yes. So how do we practice endurance? It says to practice endurance, stay strong in the faith. Endurance, okay? That makes me think of a race. Has anyone ever raced before? Yeah, some of you? What about a really long race, like a 20-mile race? No? Okay. Well, I talked to Apollo this morning, and he agreed to volunteer, but he didn't know what. So what we're going to do with Apollo, you're going to come up here. And we're going to get you ready for a race. Or we're going to try, okay? Are you ready? See if you guys agree with me. He looks like he's actually dressed. You just need some tennis shoes for a race. But I have some more um, things for you. <laughs> so I think you might need a pair of sunglasses. So put those on. All right. And I think you might need a hat. we got to protect you from the sun. Looks pretty good, right? Okay. Um, you probably need some sunscreen at some point, so can you just hold that? Um, you're going to need some water, so I packed a cooler of water and snacks for you, so just, just take that. No, don't put that in there. That doesn't go in there. But it'll hold it. That was a good try. There you go. Okay. Um, who likes to listen to music while they run or walk? Yeah? Okay. No one probably knows what this is, but... <laughs> Here's for your music, okay? Right? Um, 
Now, if you're like my daughter, she can't go anywhere without getting a scrape on her knee, so first aid kit for your race, so in case you fall, okay? Um, what if Apollo gets tired? He's gonna need a chair to sit on. Here, get, put your arm in there. Sure. There you go, okay? All right, now, we live in Western PA and it rains a lot. So you're gonna need an umbrella. Okay, does Apollo look ready to go 20 miles? I don't know. Okay, so here, do you want me to take that? I'll take this. What if we just put under your arm like that? All right, okay, so does Apollo look like he's gonna get very far with all of this stuff? I don't know. Let's just send you out, see how far you get. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I don't think Apollo's gonna get very far with all of this stuff weighing him down. This is what happens to us in life. We hold on to things that we cannot carry all the way to the end, that we cannot endure. Maybe it's worrying about things that we can't control. Maybe it's focusing on the wrong things. Maybe they're good things, but they're taking our focus off of God's plan for our life. So I have Cole. Do you want to stand up with your Bible? Cole's going to read some scripture for us, and then we'll help, help Apollo out, okay? So Cole's going to read Hebrews 12, 1 through 3. So if you're tracking along with us, we're in Hebrews. Um, it gives us some really great advice on endurance. So go ahead, Cole, read that highlighted part, bud. A huge cloud of witness is all around us, so let us throw off everything that stands in our way. Let us throw off any sin that holds on to us so tightly, and let us keep on running the race marked out for us. Let us keep looking to Jesus. He is the one who started this journey of faith, and he is the one who completes the journey of faith. He paid no attention to the shame of the cross. He suffered there because of the joy he was looking forward to. Then he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. He made it through these attacks by sinners. So think about him, then you won't get tired. You won't lose hope. Thank you, Cole. Uh, the difference between you and I being able to handle trials and show endurance in life is Jesus. When our focus is on him, we can endure any trial. So just like that verse said, you can just take it all off, Apollo. Not all of it, but the stuff I gave you. <laughs> you could just set it right there. Thank you, Apollo. Can we give him a hand? Does that feel better? Yeah, probably. If our focus is on Jesus, the ultimate champion, we can run any race with endurance. If we count on his wisdom and power and not our own, we won't get tired, we won't get weary, and we won't lose hope. Will you guys pray with me? Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your son Jesus who is always with us. Thank you for the example of Jesus and how we can closely follow the way that he lived. Help us trust in what you are doing in our life, God. Help us to give our lives to you and your work in our world. Help us to endure uh, the trials in life. We love you so much in your precious name. Amen. Thank you, guys. You can go back and have a seat.
should just basically preach my whole sermon. Well, it's good to be with you this morning. Good to see you all here. It's good to see my fellow pastor friend, Phil Conklin, and his lovely wife, Doris, the come to church today. He just recently retired. You're going to love it, Phil. You're going to love it. I, uh, my name is Jim Callender, and uh, I retired about three years ago Easter and have been attending the church here, and I need to look back and see if my wife's here. Yep, she's here. Whenever she heard Brandon wasn't preaching, <laughs> it's iffy, you know, if if she would come or not. <laughs> but uh, I pastored in Cambridge Springs for 31 years before I retired and uh, enjoyed most of that time. Uh, it's, uh, I don't miss the responsibility at all, but I do miss the people because that's what the church really is, isn't it? It's us. It's the people. And so I praise the Lord for uh, a ministry, and, and I praise the Lord that I am able to be retired. I, I, I welcome not only you today, but all those of you watching on, uh, online. That's, that's a great thing. Uh, it's made church hopping really easy. <laughs> I, <laughs> I watch three or four different sermons every week. <laughs> but uh, uh, I, I do praise the Lord, uh, but for those that are watching online, just be aware, the camera adds about 15 pounds. <laughs> Honest, it does. I'm not really this big. Well, praise the Lord. It's, uh, it's good to be here. Of course, we just got off a camp meeting, and Angela, you did a great job. Camp meeting, that was wonderful. Uh, although, I did notice that a lot of people got COVID at camp meeting. A lot of them. Uh, my brother's wife, whom I gave it a hug and a kiss to before I left one day, and, and uh, another gal that I was talking to face-to-face in her car. She was driving up past the dining hall, and uh, somebody said, maybe you better get tested. But I, I, I didn't test because if you were raised in my house, that COVID stands no chance against my immunity. But um, plus, you know, there are other signs, you know. Obviously, I haven't lost my taste. <laughs> no, my wife dressed me like this. Uh, and I didn't lose my smell, so, and I'm feeling great. I didn't have any sore throat or sniffles or anything, but I was concerned for a while that possibly I had it because I'm diabetic and I didn't want to get COVID. It's the last thing I needed to do, but praise the Lord. My goal today is to share God's Word in a practical and usable way and to go past 1117. Last time I spoke here, <laughs> I was done at 11.17, <laughs> and nobody complained. I don't know what, I, 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 all except for Brandon. He, he, he said, 11.17? I, I pretty much stop when I'm done, so if it's 11.17 or 12.17. <laughs> I've already had the scripture read to us today, parts of it or most of it, 
But I want to read it again, and, and I, I also want to say thank you to Brandon, because when he asked me to speak, he said, how would I feel about preaching, continuing the series on patience? And, and uh, you know, I knew that would come with a few notes and, and stuff, and I said, yeah, just send me the notes. I said, it'll save me from searching for sermons online all the time. But I, no, I, I, I do appreciate that, and I appreciate Brandon's sermons so much. Um, he and I are really way different. He is so much smarter than I am, and I, I really have enjoyed attending the church here and getting to know some of you. Um, if you. If I haven't met you yet, stop and say hi on your way out today. But Matthew chapter 24 Verses 1 through 14, and I'll be reading from the New Living Testament. As Jesus was leaving the temple grounds, his disciples pointed out to him the various temple buildings. But he responded, Do you see all these buildings? I tell you the truth. They will be completely demolished. Not one stone will be left on top of another. Later, Jesus sat on the Mount of Olives with his disciples, and they came to him privately and said, Tell us, when will all this happen? What sign will signal your return and the end of the world? And Jesus told them, Don't let anyone mislead you. For many will come in my name, claiming I am the Messiah. They will deceive many, and you will hear of wars and threats of wars, but don't panic. Yes, these things must take place, but the end won't follow immediately. Nation will go to war against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in many parts of the world, but all this is only the first of the birth pains with more to come. Then you will be arrested, persecuted, and killed. You will be hated all over the world because you are my followers. And many will turn away from me and betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and will deceive many people. Sin will be rampant everywhere. And the love of many will grow cold but the one who endures to the end will be saved. And the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. So here's the takeaway this morning. The key point is the practice of patience requires faithfully enduring to the end. I really enjoyed going over this scripture. I, I just kept going, reading it over and over all week. And, and I, I, try to, I try to make the scripture practical. I, I try to make it like, like, how does it relate to me? And so I was imagining a few things. And I was imagining whenever Jesus was walking with his disciples and he said, do you see all? They, they were pointing out, oh, look at that temple. I'll bet you get to speak there. Look at that temple. And Jesus, he says to them, he says, 
Do you see all these buildings? I tell you the truth. They will be completely demolished. Not one stone will be left on top of another. And then it says later at the Mount of Olives, they came to him privately. And they said, you know, Jesus, earlier today you said something that really stuck in my mind. You said that this is all going to be demolished. When is that going to happen? When will, when will the end come? Now, they were just being inquisitive. But I can really see them doing that, you know. They were with their pal, Jesus, the one they were following, the one that was giving them the teachings that were changing their lives. Their lives were completely different. They weren't fishing for fish any longer. They were fishing for men because of the teachings of Jesus. So, Lord, that's a, that's a lot to dump on us. And I was just wondering, what do you mean by that? I know a lot of times when I read Scripture, I'm thinking, Lord, what do you mean by that? Explain that to me. Well, he told them. He told them, don't let, any, don't let anyone mislead you. Do you know what he's really saying there? He's really saying there, that's not the thing that you need to focus on. Because things are going to come and go, but that's not the important part. The important part for you is to get to know me so that you can share me with a lost and dying world where, yes, there's going to be wars and rumors of wars. We know that even today, right? There's going to be famine. There's going to be earthquakes. And I really love watching some of the TV preachers, and they, they're always trying to prophesy our end, you know? They're, they're always... And they say, well, boy, we got earthquakes. Oh, yes, we do. We have earthquakes. We have tornadoes. We have hurricanes. The key phrase there is Jesus says, but the end is not yet. In other words, don't bother yourself with trying to predict when the end will come. That's focusing on the wrong thing. You need to have <laughs> some patience. That's what we've been kind of talking about, patience. Today, patience of endurance. Why, well, think that it possibly sunk in, but they did continue uh, along the path of asking him some dumb questions sometime. And I like how Jesus never said that's a dumb question. He would always kind of explain that they're just focused on the wrong things. I uh, want to do my first point now for those of you up there. This is number one. Endurance requires wisdom. Endurance requires wisdom. If we're going to outlast all that's coming our way, you know, people wanting to kill us, people hating us. If we're going to want to outlast that, we need to have wisdom. 
Now, wisdom is a little bit tough to describe. Don't let anyone mislead you, for many will come in my name claiming I am the Messiah. They will deceive many. There are still people and cults out there claiming to be the Messiah and misleading many. You know, some I think of in my day were, you know, the Jim Joneses and the, the guy that was in the Wacko and Waco and, and, and different ones like that. They're, they, they just happen. Jesus basically saying, don't be alarmed. That's going to happen. You're going to see that happen in your lifetime. But don't let that bother you. Have some wisdom. Now, I try to describe what wisdom is. And I want to say common sense, which isn't so common these days, common sense properly used becomes wisdom. That's just my definition. You might have something a little different. But boy, some sure do fight it. It'll come natural if we don't fight it. Whenever I was a young fella, just probably about 17 or 18, I did a little study. I was the oldest of six children. And so it was my job to educate my siblings. <laughs> and so... <laughs> They're, they're laughing right now, too. <laughs> I did a little test one day to see if they had common sense, to see if there was any hope for them to have wisdom one day. And so I put a little stuffed animal behind the TV. And our TV was sort of in the open, but it was against the wall. And you could go up on the right or you could go up on the left. I know because I had to go up to change the channels. What a burden we bore, right? <laughs> and I said, hey, I dropped that little stuffed animal behind the TV. Will you get it for me? And one by one, they went up to reach into a dark place behind the TV where there was, yes, lint, dust, but there was also, you know, electric wires back there. And one by one, I watched them, and they walked up on the left side of the TV, and they reached in like this and felt around until they got it. Now, the test was this. What hand are they going to use to reach in a place they don't know what's there? What hand are they going to use to try to put it in danger, possibly, if they don't know what's there. Which hand are they going to... Every one of them, five of them, used their off hand, their left hand. That makes sense. Didn't want to lose the right hand. <laughs> if something's going to happen to me, it's going to happen to my off hand. That was my little test to see if my siblings had common sense. That might not have been a big enough study. <laughs> Five kids in their, actually in their teens or earlier. But it was what my young mind thought of. 
to prove if they had common sense or not. And so I took it from that that my brothers and sisters had common sense. They weren't going to put their good hand in jeopardy. Common sense is completely different. Now hear me. In this day and age, it's completely different than political sense. And I'm not going to get political today. I don't do that. But I keep hearing people talk about separation of church and state. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm not going to separate my church, my religion, my beliefs from anything I do. Everything I do is going to be because back in 19. 80, December 22nd, after listening to Pastor Gary Bates for about six months, I gave my heart to the Lord. Just in case Gary is listening today, he's still my pastor. Love that guy. Great preacher. When I got called into the ministry, I thought, man, I couldn't do what he does. He was a dynamic preacher. I couldn't do that. Man, one time... One time he jumped up on the altar. Me and my three-inch vertical leap have no shot at that. <laughs> he was a wild man. Man, he was so intense with the Scripture and the Word of God, and it spoke to my heart. But I, to be honest, whenever I was feeling the call into the ministry, I was thinking, how in the world am I ever going to be able to be like that? But do you know what the Lord did? The Lord did something really great for me at that time. He said, Jim, I already have Gary Bates. I want Jim Callender. So I accepted the call into ministry and saved December 22nd, 1980, and I was in full-time ministry January 1st, 1986. Little church in Leatherwood near New Bethlehem. Separation of church and state? I can't. Let me see. Let me read the. Let me read the Constitution. Let me find that in the Constitution. Guess what? You can't. It says freedom of religion, not freedom from religion. When you meet me, I'm using my religion. My faith in Jesus Christ is going to go with me everywhere I go. While driving a car, I have my faith. <laughs> my wife doesn't let me drive much anymore, but I do have my faith while driving. And I don't close my eyes when I pray while driving. I make no apologies that I take my religion, my faith in Jesus Christ with me when I go to the ball game and cheer. I haven't done much of that in recent years, but I'm hoping to do it some more. I make no apologies that I take my religion, my faith in Jesus Christ, into the polling booth when I vote. I allow my Christian doctrine, teachings, guide how I do that. Christ demanded us to love 
our enemies and to love one another. I have some people that are completely different political views than I have, completely different, but I want you to know I love them dearly. And so, as a result of that, how many of you are on Facebook? Yeah. I don't post political posts on Facebook about how stupid the other side of the aisle is. <laughs> There's plenty of them on there. And some of the people that do that are my good friends, but I refuse to comment on them. I refuse to post anything like that. Do you know why? It's because God told me to love my enemies and to love one another. And if I am trying to degrade or downgrade anyone, what if that person needs to talk to me sometime about their soul? They're not going to trust me. They're not going to trust me because of my political views. Uh, I can't have that. I want to be able to use my, my testimony of how a young boy raised and grown up in Parker, Pennsylvania gave his heart and his life to the Lord and the Lord has richly blessed me to the point of allowing me to actually retire. By the way, those of you who are retired, I hear we're getting a 10% raise in Social Security. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> Endurance requires wisdom. And if you have common sense, I pray that you will use it. Endurance requires wisdom. My second point, or rightly said Brandon's second point, is endurance requires perseverance. Perseverance. Matthew 24, 9 says, then you will be arrested, persecuted, and killed. You will be hated all over the world because you are my followers. You see, I don't want anybody being hated all over the world because they're my followers on Facebook. But I want to make sure that if people are going to hate me, it's because I'm following Christ. I can live with that. I don't, I don't really... The hate, it's, it's going to come, no matter what and... Some just attack, attack, attack. But how many here were saved because someone forced their religious views down your throat? I mean, there may be a few. There are people who said, well, my mom and dad made me go to church. Yeah, but they didn't force it down your throat. You eventually became an adult where you made your own decisions. They tried to help mold you but they didn't force it down your throats. And if it was forced down your throat, many times those people turn away from God when they become an adult. Here's what Jesus wanted for us. He wanted us to be wise as a serpent 
and harmless as a dove. Let me read that scripture for you. Matthew 10, verses 16 through 20. Look, I am sending you out as sheep among wolves, so be shrewd as snakes and harmless as doves. But beware, for you will be handed over to the courts and will be flogged with whips in the synagogues. You will stand trial before governors and kings because you are my followers. But this will be your opportunity to tell the rulers and other unbelievers about me. When you are arrested, don't worry about how to respond or what to say. God will give you the right words at the right time, for it is not you who will be speaking. It will be the spirit of your father speaking through you. How can we advance the kingdom of God effectively without becoming predatory ourselves? I remember I went to Pittsburgh with a friend of mine many years ago, back when I used to play softball, probably in my early 20s. Didn't get saved till I was 28, so it was before I was a Christian. And we were walking on Mount Washington, you know, up, up where that's at. And we, we thought we would go on the incline and such. And, but we were walking, and there were people all, all along that walk that had little literature to hand out. And as Tim and I, Tim Wiles was his name, he's gone to be with the Lord now. But Tim and I, as we walked, they would be, here, would you mind reading this? Would you mind reading? And I took them and put them in my pocket to read. Tim said, you know it's just religious stuff, right? And I said, yeah, but they seemed like they were very nice. They weren't forcing it down my throat. They just asked me to read their pamphlet. So I'll do that. I, and I read their pamphlets. And you know what? They had an impact on me. I don't know exactly how much of an impact, but they had an impact on me because I knew that they were of like mind like my grandmother who used to tell me about the Lord all the time. My grandmother Cribble was a wonderful Christian woman. And I loved her with all of my heart. And she was saved as saved can be. And do you know I visited her on her deathbed? And she was still able to communicate. And I said, Grandma, you're soon going to be with the Lord. Now, I'd been saved by that time. You're soon going to be with the Lord. And do you know what my grandmother said to me? It always stuck with me. I, I, was, I guess I was looking for some kind of a profound answer. But Grandma Cribble, she looked up at me and she said, Jimmy, I want to go to heaven. I just don't want to die to get there. <laughs> Bless her heart. I cannot wait to see my honest and direct grandmother in heaven. Wow. But this world's going to hand us a lot of stuff, and we have to persevere, and we have to effectively advance the kingdom of God. I loved that new song you did today, by the way. That was beautiful. And whenever he said about being uh, shrewd like snakes and harmless as a dove, these similes 
Jesus invokes the common view of serpents and doves. Serpents were subtle, crafty, shrewd, as witnessed in the Garden of Eden. And doves were harmless. Doves were a clean animal. They were used for sacrifices. To this very day, doves represent and are a symbol of peace. And snakes are thought to be sneaky. We have to persevere all that stuff. We have to come through all of that because as Christians, as fellow believers in Jesus Christ, we have to persevere so that we will be able to tell the world. Because you remember when he said the end would come? No, not buildings falling down. You know, Jerusalem, 70 AD, that, by the way, he, he said that and probably around 40 years before Jerusalem fell and there wasn't a stone left upon another. So he knew what he was talking about. I wonder how many people went, hmm, Jesus says something about this. I doubt very many. But we have to be shrewd sometimes. Not evil, but smart. Not sneaky, but smart. But he wants us to be harmless as a dove. Endurance requires persevering an awful lot of stuff. And there is an awful lot of stuff going on in our world today, isn't there? I mean, COVID and all of the political unrest and just everything. Sometimes it makes me sick just thinking about it. Man, don't you want to just know Jesus? Forget about all that stuff. Know Jesus because he said that's how you get to heaven. The way you get to heaven is to believe in Jesus. Believe that he was who he said he was. He was the Messiah. He was in the beginning. He was the Word. He was with God when God created everything that we can see and touch and smell. We need to persevere. We need to get through all that yuck that's in our world. I remember going to get gas and I said, oh, praise the Lord, gas is only 235. <laughs> and then I remember going a while later, oh, oh, good, I'm glad I got here in time. Gas is only <laughs> 325. And now when I go, it's, or something, 39 or something. By the way, Sam's Club has the cheapest gas. Perseverance. I'm not going to let high gas prices, I'm not going to let high grocery prices, I'm not going to let any of that deter me from witnessing about Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior.
because the end will come once all the kingdoms of the world know about him. And we're his messengers. And finally, oh, it's 11.34. (laughs) I get excited about little things. Endurance requires persistence. Persistence. Matthew 24, 10 through 13 says, And many will turn away from me and betray and hate each other. We've seen that. I see that. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Sin will be rampant everywhere. And the love of many will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. There it is. You see, we have to endure all that crap that goes on in our world. We endure it. We endure the high gas prices. We endure the high food costs. We endure all of that. Because we want to be saved. We don't want to be left behind. Try, try again is a phrase that I grew up with. Did anyone else hear that growing up? Try, try. Really, did you? My mother must have lied to me then and she made that up. Okay. (laughs) Try, try again. Just be persistent. Be persistent and consistent in your testimony of Jesus Christ. This is a very wise observation of our Lord. He knew then, when he was talking to his disciples, what our lives would be like in 2022. He knew. But guess what? In 150 years, the year 2172, if this earth still exists, none of the stuff we're going through now will mean a hill of beans other than do you know Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord. That's why it must be our central message to the world, to the lost and dying world. And yes, it's going to require persistence. Somebody asks you, but why do you persist? Say, it's because I was commanded to love you. And I do love you. Now, I don't, I don't like to make enemies. But we all have some. I do, I know. But do you know what? I love them. During my years in Cambridge Springs, you might be shocked by this, but not everybody liked me. Most did, but not everybody. And some would try to make it as difficult on me as possible. 
I had a chairman of the board come to me one time and say, Pastor Jim, so-and-so thinks you need to leave the church. And uh, that was probably around year 20. <laughs> and he followed up by saying, but nobody else thinks that. We love you as our pastor, and we want you here. Now, that person became my literal thorn in the side, like Paul apparently had. I don't know what Paul's thorn was, but <laughs> I know what mine was. Do you know how I battled that? I didn't argue against that person. I didn't try to make that person look bad. But every chance I got, I gave her a hug and a kiss on the cheek. Every chance I got. I could tell she just would grimace. <laughs> I'm sorry. The Lord told me I needed to love you, and I'm loving you whether you want it or not. That's the way we need to be with this lost world. We need to love each other because we're going to need that kind of support in order to persist in what we do, but we're going to need to love our enemies to follow Christ's command to love our enemies. I don't know what this um, scripture has spoken to you today, but being a faithful and loving Christian is not always the easy way. I want you to know that. But it's the only way that leads to eternal life. The only way that leads to the streets of gold. And it certainly does require endurance. The patience of endurance. The practice of patience requires faithfully enduring to the end. It's not the end yet, so we need to be about enduring. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, I thank you for the opportunity to speak to these beautiful folks today. Lord, I'm thankful to always build up our faith in you. I'm thankful that we have a Lord and Savior who we can trust, even when you tell us to do things that don't come natural, like loving our enemies. We're going to do it anyway. Just because you told us to. Lord, I thank you for this church for this congregation, for this pastor of the church. God bless each one that came out today, and I pray that you will give us all patience to endure. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thanks for joining us this week. Check back next week as we dig deeper and go further in our understanding of God's Word. Make sure to visit us on our website, www.northmaincog.org, where you can learn more about us. If you found value in today's message, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes, or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would be helpful too. 
Donating to the ongoing ministry of North Maine is easy. Just go to our website and click on the Give tab at the top of the screen. Thanks for listening. We look forward to you joining us again next week.